Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am very, very excited to have with me Dr. Margaret Nagiv. Hello, Margaret. Hi, it's nice to see you. Yes, this is really a dream come true. I've taken Sozo trainings in the past and have um, Dr. Margaret's book, her Sozo manual. Um, And I'm currently a student at BSSM where she has actually done lots of workshops um, and teaching there with people who started Sozo. Um, So today we get to get to know Margaret a little bit more and know more about Sozo. So she is a Christian clinical psychologist um, and you speak all around the world. Um, You speak at the American Christian Counseling Association. You speak at churches, you speak at ministries, really just all over the place, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love to go and meet people and train them and just talk about Holy Spirit and how to have more of Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah. So it can be, it can be normal. (laughs) That's normal church. Um, And then she also teaches at Danny Silk's Life Academy online. So I'll make sure to share the links of how to get to get a hold of her, how to purchase her book. She has a couple books that she has written um, and then also get a hold of her on social media and her website. So we'll make sure to do that at the end. Um, So yeah, why don't you just kind of share a little bit about yourself, Margaret, and even part of your testimony, you know, just to, to me, it's amazing that you are a Christian clinical psychologist and talk about the Holy Spirit. So share a little bit about your journey. Sure. I would love to. Well, yeah, I'm a clinical psychologist and I got my doctorate in 2000 and I was one of those people that I knew when I was like seven, I wanted to be a therapist. I don't think I knew what that meant, but I knew I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And when I was ready for grad school, I went to Wheaton in Chicago Uh, specifically because I wanted to learn, I wanted to get really good foundation in being a psychologist, but I wanted to learn how to integrate faith. Hmm. So I always saw this as a ministry, like a bringing together to me, they, they, to me, it makes sense, you know, like helping people with their emotional health. And of course, how do you do that without God, you know? So I went there specifically to learn about integrating psychology and faith, got a wonderful training, went off and worked at, you know, Christian counseling center for years And then about 10 years out, I just found myself like hungry for more, you know, not just in my work with people, but in my own life, feeling like, I feel like somehow something's missing, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't make sense of it. Cause it was like, I go to a great church. Like, you know, God's been in my life. My, you know, I've known God my whole life. What's why, why does it feel like something's missing? Mm -hmm. And then uh, one day I visited a friend's church and I just had this beautiful encounter with Jesus that day and halfway through the service, the, the pastor said, if you're dissatisfied in your relationship with God, God has more for you. And it just hit me like a two by four. Cause I just, this idea that if you want more, there's more, like you don't have to work harder for it. God has more just, you know, and in that moment, I felt Jesus's presence. I felt his hand on my heart, just like mm-hmm. comforting me. And I went up for prayer after and 
when the pastor prayed for me, he said, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to pray a different way for me, for you. Is that okay? And I'm like, sure. And then I think he just discerned, you know, from the Holy spirit, exactly what I needed and prayed exactly what I needed. And he said, God, Margaret loves you. And she's known you her whole life, which was true. He didn't know me, but it was true. And then he said, but Margaret knows you in her head, but she wants to feel your love in her whole being. Like she wants to know it like on a, you know, her whole being level. Mm -hmm. And then he just prayed. I prayed for experience after experience this week that Margaret would not just know it, but, you know, feel it. It was like, it was like just the prayer I needed to kind of launch me into that next level of a deeper connection with God on a more tangible level, not just an intellectual level. Mm -hmm. That week I was driving in my car and out of the clear blue, I heard the audible voice of Jesus talk to me and he was just, I mean, it was amazing. And so, as you can imagine, I was like, I didn't know it could be. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. And I started praying and just asking, like, God, what's different? Why does this feel different? And what I come came to see was that I had a good connection with Father God. I had a good connection with Jesus, but I didn't really have a deeper connection with Holy Spirit. So, if you would have asked me, you know, hey Margaret, tell me about Holy Spirit, I would have said, well, yeah, Holy Spirit, like, yeah, He's part of the Trinity, and and Holy Spirit's um there to convict me of my sin. Like that was the only real concept I had of Holy Spirit on any kind of relational level. Yeah. Um, so what I needed was more of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so Jesus kind of, when I was missing something, Jesus introduced me to Holy Spirit. And I began to grow in understanding and um, just understanding Holy Spirit and his presence in my life. And kind of parallel to that, Heidi was, uh, I discovered Sozo or God kind of like put Sozo in my lap because interestingly, that's what Sozo is about. It's based on this idea that, you know, when we come into this world, our families are our primary way of learning Mm -hmm. how to connect, learning about relationships, where we get our sense of identity and no family is perfect. Like not every single need gets met. And so because of that, you know, we create wounds around certain things and then we have beliefs that get connected to those wounds or in sozo they call them lies that get connected to them and so you know for me i my weakest link in my family was actually with my mother like i i had probably more wounds in my connection with my mother and then other places and so because of my disconnection with mom i had a disconnection with holy spirit hmm. so if you look at the scripture it's like holy spirit is the comforter the nurturer the teacher the yeah. god and that's you know, the model of Holy Spirit, the comforter, you know, mom is the comforting one, the teaching one, the guiding one, right? And because I had lies around that and didn't experience much comfort in the way I needed to from my mom, I didn't have a concept that Holy Spirit could be comforting or nurturing. I just saw him as the person to convict me of my sin. So what Sozo does is, you know, through, through God's presence and even just your own understanding, like I could tell someone like, well, yeah, I probably less connected to my mom than I am to my brother, you know, Um, it walks you through this process of identifying, you know, are there wounds, you know, from your past that have created lies about yourself, about God, about the world and allowing God to show you those things. And then through a really simple process of forgiveness, where we forgive the person connected to that wound and lie, it's like God begins to clear that channel. Yeah. Connect with him. And then at some point during the Sozo, we we release that lie that we had and we ask God for the truth 
And it's so fun to watch people because talk about that heart head connection. Like I needed, you know, that heart head connection happens. And then they just know that they know this truth, you know, even if before they knew it, but couldn't receive it. Now they, they feel it in their heart. And now you can connect um, with that member of the Godhead more deeper than you could have before. So now I love, I love praying to Holy spirit. I love asking Holy spirit for comfort and then actually receiving it and knowing that I'm receiving it and feeling it. Whereas before I couldn't just because of, you know, some wounds and lies I had with my mom. So mm-hmm. mom is Holy spirit. And then father is father God. So, you know, we tend to look at father God through the lens of how we view our father and our relationship with our father. Okay. So the most common thing I hear sometimes with people is like, I know God loves me, but I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Loves me, but he wasn't, you know, he took care of me, He did, but maybe he wasn't emotionally you know, available. Right. And so sometimes we can think about that with God. We know God's there. We worship God, but we don't feel that emotional connection to God. So sometimes it's just some really simple prayers of healing with our dads that then opens up that channel so that now we can receive that from father God or from Holy spirit or from Jesus. So primarily the goal is just to take you even deeper with the members of the Godhead and your relationship with them. Yeah. So it's ultimately really to bring everyone closer to God. So it's, you know, when you are saved and you say yes to God and you, you know, receive him as your personal savior, you may know in your head and you believe on paper, okay, I believe the Bible. I believe what God says, or, you know, but you're not feeling it. Um, What would you say to someone who's like feelings lie? You know, you're like, you don't need to feel it. You just need to say, this is true. Like talk about that as a psychologist. Cause I, I know there's many people who are, you know, maybe against inner healing or against, you know, like, and just say the word of God is all that we need. What, what do you say to those people that, that have those questions about doing inner healing? Yeah. I mean, what we know is, you know, as psychologists that our emotions are so important, they're such a vital part of us. And just like anything else, we learned about emotions from what we watched with our parents. And so if our parents were uncomfortable with emotions, then we're going to be uncomfortable with emotions. Mm -hmm. Or if our parents were more kind of in their heads, then we're going to be taught to be more in our heads. But the question is, just because it it feels true, it may just be that's what you know, you know, and, you know, if it works for you, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. But um, we learn about all of these things from our parents. And so if you find yourself, though, to me, this is the key. It's when people come and they're like, something feels like it's missing. Mm. There's something missing, right? That's the beginning of the dark night of the soul Mm. is when you have this sense that like something's missing, but you don't know what it is. Mm. And that is really the entry that God's saying, oh, I'm bringing you into a season of growth and transformation. Mm. Do you want a deeper level of, there's always more available, right? So I don't know. I I encourage people to ask the Lord, is there a lie that I'm believing about my emotions? Mm. So ultimately it doesn't really matter what I say, what you say, like, let's see what God thinks about that. So whatever it is that you think, God, is there a lie that I'm believing about inner healing? Mm. And let's go to the source of wisdom, right? James says like, go to the source of wisdom. Don't go everywhere else for wisdom. Come to the good. Yes. Wisdom instruct you. So ultimately that's what Sozo is about. It's not about me telling you, 
what the right thing is. It's even very different than counseling in that sense. It's not about me guiding you or directing you. It's like, oh, that's what you believe. Great. Let's ask Father God about it. Let's see what Father God has to say. Would you like more information from Father God about that? So it's Sozo is always bringing you back to Father God about those things. So I just got a revelation that anytime anybody who is questioning something in a way that isn't into curiosity and wonder, it's okay. I'm going to go on a stretch, but I think it's because of wounds. Wow. Yeah. Say more. I love it. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's attachment wounds. So if someone would say to you, why are you doing this? This isn't biblical, you know, and they're questioning what you're doing. It actually comes from that place of attachment. And there there's almost like an invisible loyalty to protect that parent who was hurtful to them, but they don't want to go there because it's too painful. And so if I can just stay in my brain and say that, I don't need to go to the emote, you know, I don't need to feel and have this Holy Spirit encounter like Dr. Nagib is talking about. I just need to know in my head because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, if you say this, you will, you know, you will know it like the truth will set you free. So say the truth and you will be free. But Jesus wants more for us. It's not just like the Bible was breathed by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just it's not just words on paper, it's life, it's alive. And so when you were talking about at the beginning that there's more, I guess what I'd invite somebody to do is just ask God for the more. What's the more for you? Like not for Margaret, but for you, because he wants to give every single one of us more of him and to actually have the similar to encounter that you had for them. Like, that's beautiful. I agree. I agree. What's the more for you? There's always more. Do you want more? And then you can ask God, great. What more do you have for me? It's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful adventure to see what it is that he has for you. It can only be good and amazing and better than what you have now. Right. And I think you and I talked about this before we started recording about there's a little bit of the stigma around, oh, I don't want to go to counseling or I don't want to deal with mental health or I don't want to get deliverance. I, I'm good. Um, and we're different because we're therapists and we obviously believe in this. Um, and I, I love how humble you are and how open you are to talk about your own stuff. Um, and some therapists don't do that. And even some people in ministry don't do that. I know I'm kind of going off a little topic here, but I like how you, I love how you do this. And it, I feel like it enters us into this place of being in God's presence as you just open up and say, yeah, I had wounds with my mother and you're not, you're not disrespecting your mom. You're just, you're really just being open. And I feel like it brings this invitation for us to be real. So how did you get to that? Like from going to, okay, I'm a psychologist and I have to be ethical and don't talk about anything personal to, now that's just, it's no big deal. Like, it just seems like it just flows from you. How did you move into that place of confidence? Um, wow, that's a really good question. I think it was a developmental process for me, you know, as you get more comfortable with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, you're more of who you are in every situation, you know? So when I was younger, I remember thinking, well, I'm a little different when I'm here than when I'm here. Yeah. And I actually remember a supervisor telling me early on, like, I'm the same person with you that I am here, that I am here, that I am here. And as you mature and grow, that's how you'll know you're maturing and growing because you, you're just you, no matter what the context is. <laughs> I remember doing that and going, I like that. I want that, you know, yes. so maybe at that point I was just open to it and yeah. like, okay, so if I'm different in different contexts, it might be because I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not feeling like I can fully show up. 
And at the end of the day, if I'm uncomfortable, sure, it might be because the environment's not safe, but can I be honest with myself and ask myself, am I unsafe with myself? Or I am I uncomfortable about this thing about myself? Wow. And so how can I become more compassionate with myself? I think it's about compassion and truth, right? It's like, number one, be compassionate with where I'm at and then, and seek the truth. Like, well, why do I struggle with that? Or why do I find myself that way? And yes, that for me, it always goes back to a wound. It's like, well, that's what you learned. Like, that's what you learned to do. Um, You know, back to that kind of intellectual thing. If we don't have a sense of emotional containment from our, from our parents, you know, um, um, parents who know how to help us regulate our emotion, help us make meaning out of our emotion, are not afraid of our emotion. Yeah. We will develop another way to deal with our emotion. And nine out of 10 times, if you didn't have that emotional regulation or assistance, you will go to your mind to help you regulate your emotions. So yeah. many of us who struggle with emotional stuff, it's because we now use our mind to help us cope with the emotions, but then you're limited, you know, in that way. And that was definitely my coping mechanism. And so part of why I struggled to be the same person in every environment was because something in me felt like I had to protect myself. And so I was going to use my mind. And if I'm using my mind, I'm going to be just a little more removed if I'm just interacting with you just from here. Right. And we all have this experience where you're interacting with someone and you kind of like, oh, you know, you like you want to go deeper with them, but they kind of stay up here. Yes. Yeah. Body, mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yes, we have a spiritual component, but we also have our personality. Mm -hmm. And if our personality is is our personality is what we think, feel and do. We need all three. Yes. Health in all three and the interaction of all three. But if we neglect one of those things where we just overly emphasize thought over feeling, well, we're going to be out of balance. Or if we overly emphasize feeling over thought, right. we're going to be out of balance. So right. health is when we learn to appreciate all parts of how God made us and learn to be in balance with, you know, thinking, feeling, and doing. Oh, that's so beautiful. You're explaining the cognitive triangle. I've talked about it before. (laughs) Um, And, you know, where God talks about us to take every thought captive, because what we think is then going to impact what we feel. Um, If I think I'm not worthy, I might feel depressed or feel sad. And then that might cause me to do something that's unhealthy. And then I think more unhealthy thoughts. And then we just have this cycle that continues on. Usually wherever you kind of struggle more, it's just because that was the place you were less nurtured in. Wow. That's good. That is so good. Know how to do that for you because they struggled with that as well. And so you were in an environment where the whole environment didn't nurture that necessarily as much. So the key is when you recognize that, oh, okay, I need to find ways to nurture that now so that I can kind of grow in the ways I didn't get to grow in that area. Yeah. So could you take us like into how Sozo works and kind of walk us through like, you know, healing something like, like you just said, there's a place there that wasn't nurtured. Um, Help walk us through that. So there's a couple of ways to start, but for podcast reasons, I think I'll pick this one. It might be the easiest. So when we look at the Godhead, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how they mirror our relationship with dad, siblings, and friends, and our mother, there are certain needs 
that we get met uniquely from each one, right? So remember, mother is comforter, nurturer, teacher. It's not that you don't get that from your dad, but you fall down, go boom, you go to mom, right? Yeah. Now dad's provision, protection, identity, mm. right? So, and then um, Jesus and friends is companionship and communication, right? It's with our friends that we really learn kind of how to connect on that on that peer level, right? And communicate. So sometimes you can just think about when I look at those needs, where do I feel like I struggle or where I lack, you know, is it in comforting myself? You know, maybe I go to food or alcohol or drugs to comfort myself. I don't know how to feel comforted in a kind of a healthy, deep way. Yeah. Or do I struggle with fear, you mm -hmm. know, action, safety, that's more of a dad wound, Yeah, mother wound. Mm -hmm. And if I'm struggling in my relationships, there might be a friend sibling kind of wound. Yeah. And so you just start a sozo by asking God, like, is there any lie that I'm believing? Because we know that where there's a wound, there's going to be a lie, right? So if my mom didn't know how to comfort me, my lie was some, my, my lie sounded something like this. Well, no one's going to do that for me. So I have to figure out how to do it for myself. Now, what's wrong with that lie? There's some truth in that, right? Well, what's wrong with that lie is then I'm always going to feel alone, mm. right? Like there might be someone who wants to comfort me, but I kind of have this thing of like, well, I have to do it myself. And I'm not even going to perceive that someone's actually trying to meet this, help me meet this need. Mm. You just ask the Lord. Sometimes you can start with, you can even do this right now at home, wherever you are, you know, in your car. God, is there some lie that I'm believing about myself or about you? you know, and just pause and just listen. And, you know, this is where people get a little nervous. Like, what is this my mind talking? Is it God talking? I say, just relax and just whatever pops up, just trust it. Like God's going to direct you, you know? And if you hear yes, then ask him, okay, God, what lie am I believing? And then just pause and notice what you sense in response. And so for using my example, oh, well, you're believing the lie that you're all on your own. Okay, then the next question you can just ask is, okay, God, when did I start believing this lie? Is there someone connected to this lie? You know, so for me, it was like, yeah, you started believing this when you were really, really young and it was connected with your mom. Okay, what do I need to forgive my mom for? And then allow the Holy Spirit just to guide you in, ah, oh, these are things I need to forgive my mom for because it contributed to me feeling like I'm all on my own. Okay. So forgiveness is really for us. You know, it's, it's because I perceived it, how I perceived it. I didn't get the need met how I needed to get it met. And so it created this wound. But when I forgive my mom, that's what, that's the spiritual tool God gives us to release ourselves from that. So we can now receive that from God. So you just go through a process. I forgive my mom for not comforting me. I forgive her for not knowing how to help me manage my emotions or teach me about emotions, you know, whatever it is that God shows you. And then eventually kind of when you feel like, okay, I don't know what else to, you know, I feel done. Then you just, you break off that lie. Simple prayer. I choose today to break off that lie that I'm all on my own. God, what's the truth. And then you just listen with your heart and allow God, not your head, listen with your heart and allow God to replace that lie with the truth. It's so good. That process until you feel like it's true. Yeah. And I have added with some people, I break the lie that God or Holy Spirit or Jesus is anyway the same. Yes. Um, yes. And I found a lot of shifting from that because it kind of covers if they're not able to always hear. 
So they, you guys, if you're listening, you can say that I break the lie that God or Jesus or Holy Spirit is anyway the same, whichever part of the Trinity or Godhead you're connected to. And then like Margaret said, ask God, what is the truth? My case, it would be Holy Spirit. I break off the lie that you don't know how to comfort me like mom That's didn't. Right. That's and good. then you can ask Holy Spirit, show me how you want to comfort me. Mm. And then that's when you watch the person actually receiving. Yeah. You know, just saying that out loud, I can feel Holy Spirit going. I know, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. It's like, it is. You know, that, that that visceral thing that we get, that you get from your mom, you know, you're upset yeah. and then you watch children. I, so I feel it right now, actually. <laughs> watch their bodies just go. Yes, it's like, yeah. You know? And oftentimes when I ask Holy Spirit for comfort, that's how it feels. It's just like, oh, my body can just system quiet so they can relax yeah oh good and so then that's the end then and then you have a prayer that you will have people do where they break soul ties too and so then and so then could you just lead through that and then um because and kind of talk about why we do that yeah so you know god made us body soul spirit and we connect deeply on a physical level with people on a psychological level with people but also on a spiritual level with people and your family is probably the deepest, right? Connection where you know you're connected. You know, you have those premonitions of oh, someone's not okay. And then lo and behold, they're not okay. Why? Because we're spiritually connected. So the prayer of soul ties is this idea that yes, we're spiritually connected, physically connected, emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna ask God, we wanna, we wanna keep the good connection and release the unhealthy connection. So it's a really simple prayer, you know, repeat after me. I choose today to break off any unhealthy, ungodly body, soul, or spirit tie with fill in the blank. I take back anything that belongs to me, washed in the blood of Jesus. And I release anything that belongs to them, washed in the blood of Jesus. And then you just bless them. I bless them. I release them in Jesus name. Mm. Yeah. That's also another powerful one where afterwards people can feel it. They're like, okay, you know, it's kind of a nice wrap up to, okay. we've done that work and now we're moving we're clean we're moving on yeah that is so good um and we don't have time to go into this but there's a few other things with sozo um could you just touch on that um the other parts of it if you know once they're able to move through connecting to each part of the trinity or godhead so you know we're going to ask god where to start but really the goal is for each member of the Godhead. We want to make sure, you know, if there's any wounds with Father God, we're going to take care of those and connect you deeper to Father God and have a moment where you're connecting with Father God on a deep level and got Father God speaking to you and ministering to you. And then we're going to do the same thing with Jesus. Is there anyone we need to forgive? We're going to heal that. And then we're going to spend some moments when you're connected, letting Jesus minister to you. And then finally, the same thing with Holy Spirit. Um, And, you know, any doors that the enemy can kind of come in and kind of mess with you or oppress you, we're going to make sure we close those doors. So all in all, for a first time Sozo session, what I love about it is it's a one and done. You just, you know, you do one session and then you're on your way and, you know, you can come back in a year or something if you want a refresher, but it's kind of a one undone, but it's a, it's about a two hour session. So what I suggest is if people are feeling like, oh gosh, this resonates, I want to do this, is just go Mm -hmm. sign up and get a session. Mm -hmm. You could read the Sozo book by Donna De Silva and Teresa Liebscher if you want to understand more and hear stories, you know. So I would recommend the Sozo book. It's a green book by Donna and Teresa. And then just sign up for a session, you know, and just just experience it for yourself. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so tell us a little bit about how we can get know more about you, you know, take some of your classes. Um, where can people find more information about uh, well, you? I'm very active on Instagram. So I would love it if people are on Instagram, if they would follow me on Instagram, it's just at Margaret Nagib. Okay. And uh, my link tree is on there. So you don't even have to remember anything. It's all there, but I do have a website. Um, people can connect with me through my website or buy my products through my website. Yeah. Get on my email list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So uh, souls like stars is, is a book that I made that actually is kind of like a guided journey through kind of meant healing and all the kind of mental health core things, mm-hmm. but also doing it in a way where you're connecting with father, son, and and Holy Spirit. So you can buy that on Amazon. Yeah. So yeah. The dunamisproject.org is okay. my um, Margaret Nagib on Instagram is my Instagram. And those are the best ways to connect. Yeah. And I'm just going to spell your name. It's M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T and Nagib is N-A-G-I-B, B as in boy. Um, so yeah. Um, what, what else, any last things, like, what would you say, like you could share, like what's God doing in your life right now? And what do you see God doing in his people right now as you're traveling and speaking? Well, I'll tell you this. I feel like what's been highlighted to me more recently, and and it's always a parallel process, right? It's like, God wants me to grow deeper in this. And then it's always like, I always feel that thing where I'm supposed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the phrase that's been really like in my head a lot lately is when Jesus says, come to me, mm-hmm. it's like one sentence scripture, right? Come to me. Yes. And then there's another scripture where he says, I long for my people that they would come to me, you know, that they would enter my rest. Wow. And then recently I was watching the chosen and it's that the season finale. And Jesus is like, come to me, you know, all you are weary. He's not just saying, come to me. He's like, Come, that longing you know come yes. to me it's almost as if yes. you're saying I see that you're in need I see that you need rest and I see you spinning yeah. but I just come like he's so beautiful he's not going to insert himself you have to come to him mm. and he's saying, please come to me I want to give you this rest so I've been really meditating on that and like man how are the ways in which the rest is right here and all mm. I have to do is come to him Mm. but I don't. So that would be my encouragement to everyone today. Like not, it's not just, he longs to give you the rest that you want. And so in any moment, the, you know, how can I close that gap? I love going to my friends. I love, you know, my own, you know, analysis, but I'm trying to close that time gap Mm. between when I actually go to God for whatever my need is or my desire is so that I'm going to him first. Yes. And, you know, and then enjoying the community of other people. But my, my goal lately has been, I want to go to you first, Jesus. Yeah. Mm, that's so beautiful. And that's Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Um, and then the, yeah. And then the one about peace, isn't that in Hebrew? Hebrew. Um, I think it's Hebrew. Hebrews 12. What'd you say? It's Hebrews 4 or 12. It's Hebrews four, because you talked about it. <laughs> um, it's Hebrews four. So I'll make sure to, to post those, um, those verses as well. So yeah, well, it's been um, an honor and a joy to have you. And this has been very, very rich. Um, could you end in praying for the listeners? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Jesus, thank you so much for Heidi and um, for all the people who enjoy this podcast and get so much from it. Thank you for using it, Lord, to meet needs um, for people. And God, I just want to bless everyone listening to this podcast who, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you are hungry for more and you're hungry to go deeper. And so, Jesus, we know that you love that about them. And so, God, I just like spiritually take them by the hand wherever they're at and I just present them to you and we walk straight into your throne room because we know in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy and so as we walk into that throne room everything falls off that's not of you because it can't even survive in that place of your holiness and your perfect love so we thank you Lord that things are falling off that are not of you and that you are now renewing them with your light, with your peace, with your power, and with your perfect love. And Holy Spirit, just give them experiences after experiences this week of a deeper level of knowing your love for them and your peace for them. And um, thank you that it's going to be fun and exciting and an adventure. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again so much. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.